All right. What's going on, y'all? It's your boys, Jordan and Abraham. He's a professional runner. I'm an MD, PhD student. But the important thing is that we are both two friends who read One Piece. And what I read this week in One Piece really just let me know that Jordan really doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to his theories. <laughs> because this man is still holding on. <laughs> what if what if Ginny is still Luffy's mom kind of theory? And I want to give him a chance to defend himself because I gave him so many opportunities to jump off the bandwagon and he refused to. I thought honestly that this would be you would say you'd give me an opportunity to finally admit my wrongness. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was wrong. Ginny and Luffy are are not siblings. It seems like it seems very clear that Ginny and Luffy Bonnie and Luffy are not siblings. It seems Ginny is not Luffy's mother. It seems that Ginny had a child with a celestial dragon. And then, and that child was Bonnie. And not long after that, Ginny died due to a new disease, the, the sapphire scale disease. That means that that theory that I had was wrong. I was wrong. Uh but you know, who knows? Dragon could still be. You know, we don't know who Dragon's wife was. It could still be Garb's daughter. That's all I'm saying. That's still possible. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know yet. But I was wrong about that first theory. <laughs> this guy, you you know what? I'm glad. I'm actually really glad you could admit that you were wrong. I want to be. It takes, this, it this takes a big man to said. do that. Thank you. Yeah. Something I've always said. You know, Joaquin would always bash me. Uh, and he would say he would he he would say like Jordan, you never criticize One Piece. You would never criticize anything about One Piece because I gave Oda a pass for for what felt to Joaquin and some other friends of ours like a random reveal of Gear Second and Gear Third. And I said, we this is not a show where we get training arcs. This is not a, a manga where we often see our characters training. And it's a power that came from Luffy thinking creatively about how to use his power, not something that required like a jillion hours of training in the hyperbaric uh, time chamber, hyperbolic time chamber, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And then Wano came around, and I was very critical of Wano. I was very critical of the length of the arc. I was very critical of the uh, the stakes feeling like they were lower earlier on and, and, and essentially dragging out the arc and then feeling like Kaido was beat just by a totally undeserved power up. I was very critical of the choice to not kill um, Dendro and Kinemon. We were getting so much. And in the same way, in the same way, I love my theories. I think they're very fun. I think it's very exciting to theorize and decide that you're, you're on the same, on a certain boat with it. Just like how you were still saying the raid was going to fail about 180 chapters in, for example. Yeah. Uh, but when it's time to admit that I'm wrong, I will admit that I'm wrong. And to be fair, I want to say, I want to say, I kept saying it seems less and less likely over time, but it's important as a man to be able to admit when, uh, when you're wrong and not just change what you were saying. I was wrong. Yeah. So I have a question for you now. Where do you think Kuma's backstory is going to rank for you in terms of your favorite backstories? Because I, like, we're not even done. Yet. I don't even think we're at the most tragic part yet. You know what I mean? Like right now, if this was like the O'Hara flashback, this is like, you know, we're still at the point I feel like where 
Robin is being bullied by the kids, you know, um, maybe, maybe, maybe Saul, Saul just got frozen. You know what I mean? But we haven't seen like, you know, the civilian boats get gotten like the most tragic part of the story, like Kuma losing his soul and why that happened. We still haven't even seen it. Um, That's true. And I think it's a, it's especially, right? it's going to be especially heart wrenching to see whatever happens to Bonnie, because it seems uh, all but certain that Bonnie is going to be the reason that he decides to say something to save Bonnie is going to be the reason that he decides to to uh, lose, give his soul up to the celestial dragons who from the very first time we, you know, saw Ivankov, uh, saw Kuma, Ivankov was like, he hates the celestial dragons, he would never do that. Um, it's very clear that whatever happens is going to involve Bonnie and it's going to involve a deep amount of sacrifice from a man who we've seen be willing to sacrifice almost to a fault for other people. And with Bonnie being a little kid and a little kid who doesn't understand that she's going to die at age 10 and who doesn't understand who's been given a false impression that her disease is just going to be cured and she'll be able to go outside. It's really I think we're being set up to, you know, Oda didn't even finish this manuscript in time, right? We're talking about a dude who who has never done that over the course of almost 1,100 chapters, and he was so heart wrenched already. I think I think there's no question it's going to go on and be be even worse. So, in terms of backstories, because for me right now, I think O'Hara back Robin's backstory, O'Hara that's. Like that, that is to this day still like my favorite backstory. It was just so beautifully, it was beautifully written. And then it was also just like with Ennis Lobby, like how everything all tied in together, like why she was, it just was perfect. Fisher Tiger's backstory to me was right underneath that. As and the then, man who loves Fishman Island, I know that, uh, yes. I know that you're going to put Fisher Tiger right up there. Bro, okay. I can't bring I know myself you don't, to love humans. You, you you didn't like Fishman Island as a lot of people didn't like Fishman Island. But you can't tell me that Fisher Tiger, his backstory, him like when you know he you know he saves Koala and you know he's he he he, he like he gets jumped after after saving this girl you know that he didn't even really want to save like that right and they're like we can save your life we have blood. But it's human blood. And he's just like, look, I know in my head, I know that we have to coexist with the humans. You know, I know hatred is wrong. I know that, you know, Odehime is right with her approach, right? I know I'm wrong, but I can't, like, I, I hate these people too much. Like, my heart won't let me do what my head is telling the right decision is, Right. And you just see, like, he literally chose to die because of how strongly he felt about, you know, everything he experienced in life, right? And love or hate Fishman Island, I, I, I understand why people don't like the arc. I don't think you can argue that that wasn't, like, a moving flashback. That was, like, a very, very powerful flashback. I, I'll be honest. I, I might have been more moved by your description just there than I was when I actually read it a while back because your description wasn't weighed down by all the rest of Hody Jones and all that and, and, and Vander Decken and the rest of what is definitely the worst arc in one piece. But I do appreciate what you said. That made that, that, that made me get a little bit, uh, that made me yeah. get a little bit emotional there, but 
I also think Nami's Nami's first flashback with Belmare yep. is another one. Yep. I'm someone Beautiful. who is like an East Blue truther, right? Because those are the yep. first volumes I had when I was a little kid was 1 to 11. Those are the ones I read over and over uh, and over and over again and have like a deep amount of familiarity, understanding and emotion with. Uh, I mean, you're talking about when I went in the live action when they when they when they hit Luffy help, I was like, "Ah!" Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, don't forget yeah. about don't forget about I mean Lost flashback is great Laws too. Lost is also Chopper like Doctor Hillel is one of my favorite non Star Hats in the series. You know what I mean in terms of mm -hmm. someone we get for like five ten chapters. Uh, like Oda got a lot out of that one character, right? So there's a lot of great flashbacks in One Piece. I guess is my point, and I don't think uh, Kuma's has you know passed up Robins yet for me. But like depending on how it ends, I can see it finishing you know up there at the top i think the thing that it really has for it going is the lore within it right one of the things that nami's flashback didn't have to do was give us lore drops while we're learning about it uh we didn't have to get lore drops through chopper's flashback we just had to learn about a character and so i think there's something you know just on pure emotional uh just on pure emotional effect like Nami's and Chopper, like it's it's hard for me to even compare all of them and say one is better than the other. Like for me, I think, you know, Chopper's backstory and seeing him come in with the mushroom half beaten down with like his hat broken, holding a little mushroom that is poisonous and we know is going to kill this man because it had the skull and crossbones. Mm -hmm that moment might hit just about as hard as any moment in Law's flashback, Nami's flashback, uh, whatever. But the, the lore... Yeah, like, where does a man die speech? Exactly. A man, exactly. A man dies when his dreams are, are killed, you know, which, which is really right yep. in line with the theme of the series, right? The, one of the other yep. main quotes that we always come back to is a man's dream never dies uh, from, from Blackbeard. But... Yeah. I think that one thing that's like O'Hara, part of why it's so cool is you're it's the, one of the first times you're starting to learn about the world government and get get a sense of what the greater world of what you the first in the void centuries mentioned uh, and, the, and the ancient kingdoms mentioned. And, you know, you're about to get the name of it when Clover gets shot. And so I think that one of the things that we're coming up in right now is this is a flashback that's not only going to be deeply emotional for the characters, um, but it's going to give us a much greater understanding of the world and a greater sense of like what Nika is, uh, as well as giving us a greater sense of understanding of the motivations of this character in Kuma, who's sort of been around all the time. And you don't know why did he protect the Straw Hats ship? Why did he show up uh, and take uh, and give Luffy's pain to Zoro? Um, why did he become a why did he become uh the pacifistas what is he doing right now running up on the red line and where did he send himself um i think the implications of this flashback are one of the things that in addition to the emotional pieces of it are going to be a really big part of the story also what's what's the sapphire scale disease and what's and what's the significance yeah. of that and in the one piece is, world that takes me to the question next question i was going to ask you is bonnie cured of her disease she clearly is you know grew up past 10 right is that related to her devil fruit is that like or you know is she is she still like you know like you know is she is, is she still like an eight-year-old that's just like i don't know manipulating her age with her devil fruit so she she doesn't like 
I don't know what what do you think is going on right now? Why? Because it 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 there's no it doesn't appear to, there doesn't appear to be a cure to this sickness, right? And I was I was talking to uh, Samir, a friend of ours, and I don't think I really don't think that the disease was just cured because I actually think that that might be like a, a job that Chopper plays later in the story. You know, I think it would be pretty mm. cool actually uh, for part of his journey. You know, to become like the ultimate medicine, to have this just be another notch on his belt that, like, you know, he like discovers the cure to like the sapphire sickness. But like, she's clearly not like walking around in the sun and is not bothered by it right now. So why do you think? What do you think is going on there? That's a good question. I don't necessarily feel like I have a strong answer to that. There is a theory that I think we'll actually come back to in our later segment that's coming up: the S class versus F class that I, I can actually bring up um, sort of about how the celestial dragons might be involved in creating that disease. And, and I think that could also in some ways explain why Kuma might've decided to become, uh, become a pacifista if he was talking about trying to save Bonnie, but uh, let's save a little bit of that for later. Uh, but still talking okay. about the disease, I'm really interested in disease in the one piece world is such a funny thing. Like we have Roger died of some unknown disease. That's another flashback also that we didn't even mention, right? Like uh, it's a yeah. different kind of flashback and that it's not, I, okay, I guess Odin dies. So it is tragic. <laughs> but, but the moment that I really, yeah, that flashback just wasn't, you know, the Odin dying part of that flashback wasn't as good as a lot of the other ones. Like the emotion for me didn't personally hit, but where my emotion did hit was yeah. he just laughed. I think that's one of the best panels oh. in the whole series the the full yeah. page of Roger laughing at Laugh Tale. It's a phenomenal panel. I mean, I will say my favorite part of the flashback was definitely Odin putting the whole chemo on his back. Like that first panel you get of him like jumping into the boiling oil and his scabbards are like, We're gonna join you. And then he's just got he's got them all on his back for an hour. Mm. And like mm. that 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 moved me personally, but the Roger last one was also pretty great. He was born to boil baby. But the, for me, the reason that that like one the the, the so sorry Roger getting my mind uh you know messed up but so Roger died of an unknown disease and that got me thinking mm -hmm. about that flashback right Law you have the white disease in the One Piece world, um yeah. and now we're just being introduced to this new. I mean, there's also the disease that killed all the trees in uh, that was killing everyone in Skypea yep. that they had to cut down yep. all the trees for. Uh, and now we're learning about a brand new disease uh, called Sapphire Scale or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that is also incredibly dangerous to people. And we've seen in basically everywhere in the One Piece world, whenever people have diseases, they become pariahs. They're just like, you know, expelled from society. Doctors don't want to treat them. People mm -hmm. all freak out. And I am re I wonder what the thematic connection between all these diseases are and if there's any kind of, you know, point about that later in the story. As you're saying, one of the really important characters in the series is Chopper, who's, you know, aiming to find, a, a, a you know, an elixir, a panacea. Yep. Yeah. No, um... I don't I mean, have a reaction to that, but <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I do think it's uh, I don't know if interesting is the right word in the way Oda. You, I mean, I think it's uh, 
I I think the the compare I think the, the comparison to Law's backstory is actually pretty interesting because like you know they described what took out his town as a disease, but it was really like what like lead poisoning or whatever it was. It wasn't lead poisoning, but like you know like white gold poison, whatever it was right. that they were mining was like poisoning all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I think you said you might maybe this is related to what you said you'd get to later, but you know. Maybe the sapphire scales is also like another example of like the celestial dragons, like just poisoning, you know, Ginny. And if she happened to be pregnant with Bonnie at the time, you know, toxins got and into like you know circulatory system and poisoned Bonnie too, and that's why this is happening. I don't know. Um, uh, I don't. I, yeah, I don't really have any uh, cool takes or opinions on like the diseases in one piece and stuff like that. But like, it has to be just, it just has to be something that's a little bit more fleshed out for Chopper's goal. I definitely think uh, Oda might be like building up to that with all the times where he's just like, Luffy lost this much, like part this much of his life, for example, you know, like all this stuff in Impel Down and, you know, maybe that, that'll be where Chopper's, uh, you know, uh, storyline really really ties together strongly like he can accomplish what like crocus wasn't able to do or whatever um but i do think this would be because like combat wise it's hard to integrate a lot of the weaker straw hats nowadays right like i think that was the issue with like like usopp in wano had no storyline like right he had nothing actually i think you talk to some of our friends uh like uh, his whole thing about like I uh, telling Nami to give give uh, like to give up uh, you know on Luffy kind of thing like to just admit that he won't be the pirate king to save her life and like you know I think it was right. like an understandable thing to do to like be like look you know you don't have to mean it just say it so she doesn't kill you um, but like I know like a friend of ours who like really really hated it that he did that like he'd say like Usopp didn't just do it as nothing in Wano he had like a negative contribution right so I think. Uh, as the scale character of regression is getting higher and higher, it's getting harder for Oda to integrate, like, you know, the weakling trio and stuff. Um, so this would be, and then, you know, then you have like the ice Oni situation, which was kind of trash in one, like this would feel like a uh, much uh, more, I guess a much better way to uh, tie, give chopper something to do in the story. Right. That feels meaningful. Um, so, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, I think we're, you know, if we ever have our friend Duncan on the podcast, you know, he's he's kind of my partner in coming up with crackpot theories a lot of the time, and just saying we're gonna think about things and come up with a come up with a fake theory. But let's think about like Full Metal Alchemist, right? And you see all these like civil wars in different places, and you see all these different places that people are are, are being killed, whether it's at the war in Briggs, you know, at the um. At the war in Briggs, obviously there's violent civil war. Uh, you know, there's there's all these places that you learn, Lior, there's all these places that you learn there is a large loss of life. And as the over the course of the series, you find out that those losses of life are being planned by, well, the central government in order to accomplish something incredibly evil that I'm just going to involve sacrificing basically a ton of people to attain uh, goddom, essentially. Right. Yeah. Spoilers of full metal alchemist, but it's 2023. So if you haven't watched that, go, no. go ahead and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's on you. That's on you. If you, if you haven't. <laughs> yeah. 
There's but a so statute wonder, of limitations. Yeah, statute of limitations on the spoilers. Yeah. But so I really wonder if it would be possible for uh, f- for there to be something where the celestial dragons are involved in a more intentional way than just saying we, you know, we want to make people poison them that go minus some materials, so they're going to poison some lead. If they're involved in a more intentional and plotting way with these different diseases that pop up in different places uh, for the sake of something more evil, whether that's like what they have to do to attain the immortality that the, it seems like the elder stars have. um, That seems like something that could be a possibility to me. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I think it it could be. Um, I, I don't really like, I don't expect that to be the route that one piece goes, you know, um, because the instead of like, you know, uh, like the the evil of the world government seems to more be along the lines of like, you know, propaganda, spreading misinformation, oppressing people like essentially like dress Rosa on a bigger scale. Right. Um, Hold on, man. bro. They show up at islands that are not part of the world government, the celestial dragons and murder yeah. everyone for fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. That's not his propaganda. That's yeah. not his propaganda and 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 like you know intellectual information oppression. That's no, sort no, of murdering saying... people. Like I can see there being something deeper with this with these kind of diseases. Yeah, um, I guess it's for me. It's more about like just how do I put it? Like, so it's. You know, in like Full Metal, or in like even I think Gurren Lagann is an example, right? Where it's just mm-hmm. like you know, over you reach like a certain population, and then all of a sudden that triggers like some world event or something like that, and like right, right, right. Like that's that's I think like the at least the impression that I got from what what you were saying about like you know they're 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 I don't think they're killing these people, for example, like on like on God Valley, uh, for any ulterior motive. I think they're killing them. Because the celestial dragons don't see humans as as people, right? Like they see them as like insects, and like this is literally right. just something they're doing for fun, right? I think they, you know, take slaves because they can, right? And I think like the true evil of the the like the world government is that like you know they're oppressing people who don't even know they're being oppressed, right? Like the dress rosa citizens, you know, you have like family members disappearing left, right, and center. And, you know, turned into toys, doing like, you know, slave labor, all this other stuff. People don't even realize that they're gone. People think that, you know, everything is happy. And like, like that is like, a in my opinion, just like a microcosm of like what the world government is. Right. Like, I don't I don't think there's an ulterior motive to the God Valley incident other than we could do it. And, you know, so we, we did it. That's true. And I, I'm not saying I don't think that the God Valley incident stuff is specifically about some kind of ulterior, ulterior motive. I would just be interested in learning if there was any kind of coordination or intentionality behind the diseases that we've seen come up, which sort of sometimes seem to have a certain pattern in terms of how they kill people. Um, and which there's a lot of stigma around in the world. And we know some of the makers have died from it. I'll spend some time uh, fleshing this theory out, I'm sure, in the okay. coming weeks, months, etc. But I do think this is a great time to transition into uh, into our next segment. This is a great chapter. We loved it. Emotionally hitting, yep. lore coming. But we're coming yep. into our, our favorite segment. 
for our theories and crackpots called S class or F class, where we look at the theories that we've seen online on the internet uh, and decide whether they are S class theories or F class theories. So I'll go ahead and 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 show and shout out the one that I was mentioning. This is from Joy Boy Theories. I watched this video just the other day. This is the one I've been kind of alluding to over the course of the over the course of our show. It's that the sapphire scale disease is something that celestial dragons intentionally give to non-celestial dragons that they sleep with if they ever mate with their slaves. It's contrived to essentially make sure that the bloodline stays pure and that you're not able to, you're basically marked for being someone who slept with a celestial dragon. And, and it's passed on to make sure that like the, the, the children are not able to attain celestial dragon status. Uh, it's, 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 it's intentionally created to basically keep their bloodline pure. S class or F class? Okay, I'm gonna say S, S class. That's a great, but even though I think I like, I love the idea of that theory. I think if you ask me if I believe it, I say no because of Shanks. Like I think, and I mean, I guess, well, maybe I was going to say, you know, Shanks might be, well, Shanks actually just might be a hundred percent of Figaroland. It seems that Shanks in that is, case, is pure blooded. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I, I for a second I was conflicted cause I, I think I remember hearing a theory at some point where someone was like, maybe Shanks is the product of like rocks and the celestial dragon or something like that. Mm, but mm. that's, that's obviously like a whole nother. Actually, I could, I'll ask you that one next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is an S tier, S tier theory. So would the idea be like they, so let's say, you know, celestial dragon, you know, rapes one of their slaves. um, And what they like poison them. Or like, is there like some like, I don't know, gen like genetic modification that they do to like, you know, man, I don't, know, I don't, don't ask me for all the details, man. I don't have all the details. Okay. But I love it. I love it. I love the idea of it. I love the idea. It's STD that they have created yeah. in order to keep their bloodline pure. So we could be learning about one pieces first. We know about these diseases that come in trees. We know about diseases that come in mines. And let's be honest, it's, it's the real world. Uh, there are STDs out here. And so, you know, this could be one pieces first uh, STD. Uh, if you if you're out here if and you got that dog and you go get tested you know make sure you make sure you're safe. Our friend Joaquin was just uh was just, was just messaging me the other day saying one of his friends <laughs> got in trouble. Hey, so. watch! Don't disclose any HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know no, who the friend was. People. I don't even know. Who, I don't. I have no idea who this person was. All I know <laughs> is, um, I all I know is it happens to people, and we should all be making sure that we're careful and. And talk Absolutely. to your doctor about it. But yep. once a one year. of the things I think is interesting once about a year. once a year. Uh, one of the things that I think is really interesting about this theory, too, is the idea that they are dragons. And this is like a, a scaly disease, right? Dragons have scales. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying these people are turning to actual no, dragons. Okay. You gotta no, stop. No. Stop right now. Hold okay? on. I'm not, no, no, I'm no, no, not no. saying you're, you're actively people, lowering the, the quality. I'm not of the saying thing. people turn into actual dragons. 
this this was actually the parts of this were actually in the video but it's the idea that part of being a celestial dragon when it comes to this like std or whatever uh has to do with the thing that happens to people being something that seems dragon-esque uh as something that's like passed on to you that's going to eventually kill you right so I don't know. Well, I think we 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 got an S class theory for that I one. I love it. That's uh, definitely S class. I'm gonna hit you with a classic. I think this is actually one of the like OG OG theories in the One Piece community, which is Crocomon. Come on, man! You know that's an F tier theory, bro. Did you say F? <laughs> yeah, Did you say F? Come on, man! That's ridiculous. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm actually shocked. I'm genuine. It's a hilarious, fun, <laughs> uh, wacky and zany theory. Like, come on, cut. Like, we know, like, there's no way that Crocodile is Luffy's mom, uh, that he just, like, somehow was running into Dragon uh, before he met Ivankov. Like, he had a child before meeting Ivankov and transitioning. It wouldn't be surprising to me if Crocodile was originally a woman. I think I think that part of the theory is, uh, you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't call, yeah. like I wouldn't call it S class because it's not relevant enough to the story to really be S class. But it wouldn't surprise me if that was possible. But come on, man, you know that you know the idea that Crocodile is Luffy's mom I is think ridiculous. The outlandishness of the theory itself, because it started off completely. I don't even this the 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 theory started off before the Ivankov stuff happened. I don't know, like, I, who on Reddit, I remember, like, I don't know who on Reddit started it, but someone was like, ha, 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 wouldn't it be funny if Crocodile was, like, a woman? And, like, <laughs> it was, like, a like just a meme in the community. And then I just, yeah, obviously, I agree. Crocodile is not Luffy's mom. I don't think Crocodile is going to be Luffy's mom. But in terms of, you know, you described what you love out of the theories. It's <laughs> like, you know, is it fun? Is it creative? I I think that shit is hilarious and one of the greatest theories I've ever heard. Even though just, I think just like being funny does being not funny. make it a good theory. What makes it a good theory is being fun to think about and and think about the implications that that would potentially have for the, the for the for the story. And there has to be some amount of plausibility. Crocodile is not Luffy's mom. That's ridiculous. Uh, we're moving on to the next theory, F-class. Okay. So this one is from Uteron, my favorite Japanese YouTuber, is a guy who speaks Japanese. The theory is that Blackbeard is of buccaneer blood. Once we learned what buccaneers were, this the theory actually originated before we had learned what the Buccaneer race was. The idea was you see these two characters who are both big. Now, Kuma is like scales larger than, um, is scales larger than Blackbeard, but also like Odin is human and he's scales larger than Luffy and like Doflamingo, whatever, right? Uh, there are people who are just different sizes who are the same race. Uh, but they both are the, about the same size. They both have similar, uh, you know, hair texture. They both are kind of like, similar shaped in terms of being like really huge in the upper uh, and then lower towards the bottom of their bodies. So that theory came out before we even knew what Buccaneers were. 
and then finding out the Buccaneers are a class of people who were basically eliminated by the world government because they were because they were um, so dangerous, who have a reason to have a vendetta against the world government and who it seems that if you were part of their communities, uh, if it seems if you're part of their communities, you would potentially know about Nika or whatever potentially Blackbeard's fruit is. Uh, it seems like there's a lot there. What do you think? S class, F class. So I'm going to say F, F class. Oh, what? It's, Come on, man. But let like, okay. I feel the nature of this segment is going to make it seem like it's a dumbass. Like me calling it F makes it seem like it's a dumbass theory. It's not a dumbass theory. Um, it, you know, it's not like it's a, it's a reasonable theory, but here's my thing. So I think the Buccaneers, you know, all these different civilizations have their, they're like almost like a sun god equivalent, right? Like, you know, the Shandians essentially had a sun god. Um, I think like the Tontadas did as well. Like, but like the actual race that like, you know, where we like that calls like their sun god Nika are the Buccaneers, right? Like, to your point, like, I think, like, yeah. this this whole legend of Nika, the warrior of liberation, blah, 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 that is, like, a buccaneer tradition, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Blackbeard himself is, like, the antithesis of, of that. Like, he, like, you know, Whitebeard straight up tells him, he's just like, you're not the man that Roger's waiting for. Like, you know, you know, at, you know like, at the end of, like, the Marineford War. Um, right. So... To me, and then also, you know, I think an important part of like Blackbeard's backstory that we're eventually going to get um, is like, you know, he seemingly can't sleep, you know, Buggy brings it and like that doesn't seem to be a Buccaneer specific thing. Um, Luffy and Zoro, you know, they describe him as like a them, you know, and like it, it seems like there's a lot more to Blackbeard than just like he is of this race. Like there's there's like something about like multiple souls, you know, all this other like that. And then he just he, he like he's very clearly not the like not a, a Nika, not a sun god, right? Like so um for him to be a buccaneer would just seem so weird to me. You know what I mean? Like so that's why I said F tier, even though Sure, you know, he's built like a he's kind of built similar to Kuma, but like Oda just like draws big people sometimes, you know, like Big Mom is Big Mom is not even like I don't even think she's a half giant. I think she's just a human, right? Because she's yeah, not right. like a giant, sure. she's just a human who is like the size of like a small giant, right? And it's just like, why is a human this big? I don't know, right? Like I, I feel like Oda doesn't really care about size all that much when he's drawing stuff. I think you make fair points there. I think the reason I think this theory is S-class is because it's really interesting to think about what the lore could be um, of the story. Like, what could Blackbeard be motivated by if it turned out he was Buccaneer? What could he... Like, just because he's a Buccaneer doesn't necessarily mean he has to worship the sun god Nika in the same way that Kuma does. And I think as we've learned about these devil fruits having different, um, you know, sort of like wills of their own. Uh, yeah. Not to mention we see that like Kuma's devil fruit might have some sort of power that involves like being able to, to activate 
um, Nika, right? And it's the Nikyu Nomi as well, the Nikyu fruit, um, the pawpaw fruit. I think it's really interesting thinking about what could the will of Blackbeard's fruit be? It seems like the buccaneers are among the only people who actually had some cultural knowledge of what of the sun god Nika, who really remembered it in a way that was really specific. And I wonder if there's some kind of devil or compatriot to Nika or something else that was, uh, you know, something else that's, that's has significance for like whatever the storyline of the world of liberation, like whatever is going to be that Blackbeard could have himself been interested in and be pursuing by virtue of his, choice to have the uh whatever you know whatever the darkness fruit is actually whatever like whatever the darkness fruit's soul or whatever it might actually be called like let's remember too that he's also a d when we talk about like liberation he's technically on the side of the d's against the celestial dragons which would mean uh that he's if nika is the enemy of the celestial dragons that would yeah. mean that Blackbeard is technically on Nika's side uh, as well. But, well, actually, I, I don't know if I agree with that, right? Because at God Valley, Rox is a D. Roger is a D. But Rox and Roger did not fight against the Celestial Dragons. Roger fought Rox and defended the Celestial Dragons, right? That's true. And, yeah. we, have, we, have, we still have a lot to find out about that, though. I think it's going to be a lot more... Um, there's no way that that... that, that um, there's no way that that conflict is not going to be a lot more complex than just the idea that oh, rocks yeah. defend, you know, was fighting the celestial dragons and Roger decided to defend. For sure. Them. I, for sure. I'm, for sure. I, especially from what we've just learned there about why they were at God Valley, it seems certain that any defense, if Roger was in fact the good guy that we imagine him to be, uh, it seems that any defense of the celestial dragons, same with Garp, is going to be incredibly begrudging for some reason. Yeah. No, no, no. I, uh, I, I think yeah. To your point, like we're gonna get God Valley flat fleshed out a lot more. Honestly, I think that's gonna happen probably right before Laugh Tale. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, we got a lot more to see. Uh, and wait and see about that. But I want to ask you for the last. I'm gonna give you one more theory, then we'll we'll move on. Uh, this one is I think I think I know how you're gonna rank it. Uh. It is that Shanks is the father of Makino's child. Like, how do I even rank that? It's just, it's not interesting enough to be S class or F class to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it, you know, if, if, yeah, if like Makino's child was like, you know, if we find like, if Makino was like freaking, you know, like a big mom, not big mom, because he has like eight hundred children. Okay. Like this. Let me like, ask like, you a different. Like if it was like if, if, if like Boa Hancock got pregnant and it wasn't Luffy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. then I would suddenly be really interested in this theory. It's like did Shanks knock up Makino when he was in uh what is what, what's it called? Like Syrup Villages is, is Usopp. No, um, Syrup is Usopp. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what is Fuchsia, whatever. Fuchsia like, Village. Fuchsia, Fuchsia Village. Yeah. If did Shanks knock up? Makino while he was in Fuchsia Village. Maybe. But I need to know why that would... <laughs> I need to know why that would matter for the... Sto- Don't just be making those dances when I'm talking about knocking someone up. I need to know why that would <laughs> matter for the story to really have a deep level of investment in it. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter so, uh, at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna How go about... with I'm gonna go with not applicable, neither S class nor F class. Okay, that's fair. I do think that is like a mid, like that is like the definition of like a a, a C D tier kind of theory. Um. Okay, you know I'm gonna a similar then similar vein. Some people before I feel like imagine we hadn't gotten Wano yet, right? We just saw Katakuri. Um. People were like, who's Katakuri's father? Maybe Haido and Big Mom had a kid and it was Katakuri. Because Katakuri kind of is like, he's built, he's really big, he's hella strong, he's got like the bangs and stuff like that. And I think after, you know, we we got the flashback and people are like, oh, you know, Big Mom and Kaido, that's like a big brother, little brother relationship. The theory kind of died. But imagine you hadn't heard that yet. We're still in Whole Cake Island. What 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 do you think of that theory? I would have said F class anyway, because if Kaido and Big Mom had a kid and it was Kata Curry, that would be so disappointing. <laughs> 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 like, come on, come on, Ka. Like you, you really <laughs> had a kid with Kaido and Big Mom and he's just like like one billion like one billion is not enough for the child of Kaido and Big Mom. Like, come on, no. I, is, I'm I'm what, interested in seeing a lot more about the dynamics of the Rocks yeah. Pirates when they all seem like yeah. they're a bunch of like happy young people. Um, yeah. Before Kaido's dreams of finding Joy Boy were killed, when Big Mom just I don't know she had a smile on her face that didn't seem evil and terrible and angry, uh, and you know Whitebeard is one who made it out okay but never seemed to have any interest in the One Piece. Like I'm really intrigued as to what is going to happen there and how deeply it's going to traumatize. Uh, all those characters but that's a conversation for the for the um conversation for maybe s class or sf class when we have a, a better idea of it yeah. uh i think that's it that's we had I... today yeah today i was we gonna had, say that uh... oh, go ahead sorry sorry go ahead go ahead no no go ahead go ahead that's my bad yeah today we had uh the the celestial dragons are creating uh are creating the 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 sapphire scale disease s class we had Krakamom, F-Class. We had Blackbeard is Buccaneer. Abraham crazily rated that F-Class. And we had, man, whatever the one you just asked. Oh, Makino's Child is F-Class. Not even interesting. And uh, and Big Mom and Kaido's Kid is Katakuri, F-Class. Okay. So next thing we want to talk about, the... Uh, Abraham and I are both big fans of, you know, Shannon Sharp and the uh, the Club Shay Shay and Nightcap podcast with Unc and Ocho. Now, did you did you get the chance to listen to this week's episode, Abraham? Because Chad Johnson was on there saying that he and T.O. had like a 12 hour bender with like 17 what? different women or something like that. Some <laughs> crazy number of women. They were out here for like 12 hours. And when Shannon asked them what like how could you do that he you know ocho was like man i was i had you know i don't know if you knew i had an amateur porn career for a little bit <laughs> what? okay what's your reaction do you have a reaction so, to that yes i do first of all i think the idea of stuff like a threesome sounds nice to people you know you see it in like pornos and stuff like that this is not even a three threesome this is Two on 17. <laughs> like, yeah. Right, right, right. Right. But then 
I think about it and I'm just like the practical, like not even the practicality, but I'm just like, what do you even do with your body? How are you like, (laughs) it just seems like it would be so much more work than just having one person, you know, like the pleasure would just like, so I don't even know. I I, I wouldn't, if if someone came up to me and offered me that, like, you know, I had like four or five women be like, look, we want to just all like get you at once. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> I'd be like, you guys can fight it out, and one of you can, you know, like, it just doesn't seem like something that anyone would really want. You know, I and also I'm gonna be like done after like I don't know, thirty minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Same, bro. You gotta start running these miles, man. You gotta get your cardio up, man. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 let me t- the limiting you run all these miles like I do man the limiting factor is not the cardio it's, it's other things <laughs> it's other things for sure <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean that's what I mean <laughs> so like, yeah, I was like Sh- Shannon was on Shannon was on there saying like I got a I got I got I got a spades hand of a he's like, I got two and that's about that's about what I got 17 hours I don't know <laughs> yeah and you know, at some point, I just want to go to sleep. Like, <laughs> right, right, twelve hours. Like that—that's true, man. Like, I, I tell you what, man. Like, I—I've never had a threesome. I don't know that I have uh, the same amount of aversion to it. Although, oftentimes, I think I would often be like concerned with the other people's pleasure in a way that would make it really hard for me to balance expectations with different people. Like, that would be something that was difficult for me. Um, but I'm not at the point where I'll be like, fight it out. I'll be like, I, I, hey, let's give this a try. Like, I don't know. Yeah, this is a new experience, right? Like, I don't know what it's right. going to be. But, right, right, you, know, right. you know, I have friends who who definitely have had, like, really good experiences with those kinds of things and really enjoy it. Um, and, but what you know, do you think the number Maybe may, Maybe one numbers? day, but it's not as the kind of obsessive thing. It's not the kind of thing where I'm yeah. saying, But I tell you what, you, you asked me to go for 12 hours at that? Oh, no, no. 19, no. 23, no. And now I'm 30 and it's obviously a no. I'm like, like, <laughs> like I would be tired. I would have been tired back then. My abs would have hurt. Uh, and like also just at some point, it's like, dang, this is not even this, doesn't even, this is not even pleasant anymore. No, it's that's like and you're gonna get hungry at some point. Like, right. like well, hold on, you're man. Have to stop and get a snack. Like, no one said you couldn't bring Domino's to the to the event. Like, <laughs> like I, my, my friends who who have done this kind of thing, they say they bring food. Like they say there's like a whole sometimes they got like a buffet or whatever. I'm like, dang, like okay, really but living this life. I got to so the food. I I don't consider myself a germaphobe, but like the food. Because uh, I, I, I've never obviously been a part of an orgy before. Okay? I no. imagine there's just people everywhere. You know, people are just fucking everywhere. <laughs> and so I think if this were, you would have to very clearly be like, this is a fuck free zone right here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Around the food. I don't want to see anything. You got to wash your hands before you <laughs> yeah. touch this food. Like, <laughs> Why should I have yeah. your bodily fluids? On my, on my, on my Domino's, on my sandwich. Any, I'm not gonna have that anywhere near that. <laughs> I don't want your sweat, and I don't want your other things. So many concerns that I would just have with this whole situation, where I'm just like, it's just I it couldn't be me. 
I couldn't. It, I, it, I, it I could agree. Not be me. My my ex girlfriend just my ex girlfriend just about just about had me done, and 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 we weren't even doing anything like that. So I like, and I was out here like, man, like after like after we broke up, after the fun, maybe like I don't know, it was maybe like three weeks from after we broke up, I was just sitting around at my desk, and I and I started like you know thinking about sex, whatever, and I was like, I was like, wait. Is this what it's like to actually just like like randomly randomly have it like randomly be thinking about sex? Like I haven't done this in ages because she needed sex so much more than me. Wow. Yeah, bro, it was wild. It how was often? Wild. Where how often were you guys going at it? Weekly, uh, let's say. I like I, I, I on a week. Hey man, I can't be dogging her all the way out like that and talking that talking about my problem. Who she is? Much. I've never met this girl before. Yeah, hey, people do know though. <laughs> but you know like 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 enough enough like and the thing is okay. like because of me because of me i like we it's like we couldn't go at like that many times you know what i'm saying because yeah. i like i'm not out here trying to like i couldn't be doing this every like i would see her maybe like two or three times a week but like we would almost mm-hmm. never have sex once in those times that we saw each other like almost never uh okay and, like, so- i had a great time i really enjoyed myself like with her it was it was a blast but the yeah. um you know, very thankful for for the time and experience that I that I have with her, and you know, yeah. have all very fond memories of all that. But but I could not, uh, like, I could not keep up if I had tried to really keep up with what she she could have done. Like, I, yeah, I could not keep up. Okay, but so she she she, did she, she ever, did say she ever... did say she was thankful that I always tried my best. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> hey, what can I say? So, you know, so I'm imagining now that there were probably times where you just like, you ever had times where you're like, I'm just not in the mood. I'm not feeling it right now. You know, I don't have all my tools. Like, Listen, I, that's I imagine one of the like beautiful. That's one of the beautiful things about when you see each other like two or three times a week is you can make it happen that many times. You You can make it happen. And so I'm, like your boy made it happen, but it's one of those where it's like, you know, it's one of those where it's like um, the number of times where I was the one coming, you know, waking someone up in the middle of the night was just like definitely less. And it wasn't because I didn't really enjoy it, but it was like, dang, like I just like I just could not have that same drive to keep doing that. Uh, I, I You'd be asleep, uh, asleep and she'd wake you in the middle of the night. I mean, you know, not like all the time, but you know, like, yeah, yeah. what, like, oh, it, 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 it's flattering when that happens. Like, come that on, didn't man, bother you? Know, you got it's flattering, you know. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I feel like if my sleep were <laughs> if my sleep were disturbed like that, it would it it would it would it would get to me at a certain point. <laughs> what, she, what she used to do, it it was honestly really cute. It was honestly very cute. Uh, what she used to do is like, it would be like when the morning came around, and if she was up before me. You could like I remember I swear to God one time we were in like a hotel in in Boston one time like after a race and like and I wanted to get sleep stay asleep and like she was like definitely just like pretending to be like you know rolling in bed and it's kind of like nudging me <laughs> like you know just, like pretending to be like oh I'm like turning and just waking up but just like actually trying to get me to wake up because <laughs> she wanted me to be awake <laughs> and I remember that night I was like. I can tell this is fake and I'm I'm just I'm gonna be I'm gonna be down here just laying here and I'm 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 awake and I'm not telling her that I'm awake until I get my darn seven or eight hours of sleep this night. Yeah. 
man. But you know, we talk. That's enough like about me time. talking about that life, man. We, we're getting wild on episode episode. I don't know what episode this will be when we publish it. One, two, whatever. But yeah. uh, I don't know, man. You you got to get your cardio up, man. You got to get your cardio up to to make sure yeah. that's not the limiting factor I, at the very least. I I'll be honest. So I really do. I have to get my because I so I think I'm in a good place health wise. Um, in terms of my fitness, uh, I actually was telling uh telling some people before I've been going to the gym a lot more often. Uh, but it's mostly been powerlifting stuff. I have a a friend of mine who is really into powerlifting, and he sent me like a, a routine so that I could. Because I think it's, it's it's hard to know what to train and whatnot. So, you know, he sent me a routine. He's like, just follow this. And I've been following it. Noticed improvements. Uh, cardio is not really part of the routine. My cardio basically just comes from playing basketball uh, like once or twice a week. Um, so definitely, definitely could be a better cardiovascular shape. But I'm feeling strong, feeling good. Uh Yeah. I've I've been hitting new uh new PRs on my bench and what you deadlifting these days. Yeah. You feeling swole? So you know, I I wouldn't say I'm swole yet, but I'm getting there cuz my Ooh. my deadlift is at my deadlift is at 315, just uh just three plates. What's your what's uh, your body weight? I'm around 160 pounds. Okay. All right. There you go. Yeah, so about twi- about twice, twice my body. body weight. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, boy. My squat is uh 295. This is all for okay. one rep. Right, and, right, right. Uh, and then uh my my bench is at 195. My bench is looking a little light, boy. That's a little light. I'm 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 getting it up there. You know the the thing with the bench is that you also have like cuz I noticed I think my triceps are the weakest part of my bench. Cause I wasn't really training them like that, but they're like an accessory muscle that you use in the lift. Uh, so definitely got to get my triceps stronger. Do man. I, you know, my boy Dre would always say chest day is the most important day. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> He wanted to, he wanted to train for the uh, Boston Marathon. He said he said I want to qualify for Boston. I said okay, you can't do chest day. If, if you want me to train you, you can't do chest day for about a year, and you need to increase your mileage, and you're gonna be you need to drop you know thirty pounds of muscle. Even he was like, I can't do that. <laughs> but that's gonna be you, man. That's gonna be you, a swole boy filling out filling out those uh, filling out those gear fifth shirts. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I kind have. of it does like like I am so I'm not I'm not cutting right now. Uh but despite that, I still feel like my energy I don't want to say my energy is down because I don't think my energy is down. It's just like my muscles are like constantly a little bit sore now and you know, just like I feel like I just get I'm tired, right? And I'm like adjusting to that because when I'm tired, my productivity is also like not as good, um, in you know, like in terms of like work and whatnot. So I don't know. It's been an adjustment, but it's also only been like about two and a half, three months that I started doing this. So hopefully, I keep maintaining the same kind of routine. Eventually, that just becomes something that my body becomes used to. You know, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying, uh, saying, saying before. Is it's like with when I when I take a two week break from running miles, it's like yeah. I start running a little bit more again, and I'm like, man, I'm really tired. And it's like, wait, I'm not actually more tired. I'm just normally I'm just used to being tired all the time, so I'm yeah. just operating in a perpetual state of tiredness, and I'm perfectly happy with that. Uh, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, like I'm never gonna just feel like perfectly 100 percent like ready to go. And I think that's what you got to be 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 looking forward to anyway. Is uh. Just like well, it's like once, it's almost like once you mentally adjust to being a little bit tired all the time, then the rest of yep. it will come through. And plus, it's just like better for your body anyway. Um, to be like doing the health stuff, like it's you're more tired, but you're also more um sort of like engaged in the world and active and, and able to move. So, yeah, here's yeah. to you. You're gonna have to keep us posted on your uh, your weightlifting journey as we keep on uh, as we keep on doing this, man. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. I think I think that that's that's it for today. Uh, this is fun, you know. I'm looking for we got a break next week, which is a little disappointing, but you know we've gotten some good chapters, so I can't complain. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, shooting the shit with you next next week. Can't wait, man. All right, all right. L- like, subscribe, all those things that we don't know if you can actually do right now, but like, subscribe, <laughs> follow us, keep listening. Uh, We are friends who read One Piece. There you go.